0: time the podcast that takes a look at the richard curtis film about time two minutes at a time i'm luke allen and i'm a filmmaker and podcaster and i'm joined with my co-host robert black
1: hello hello uh,
0: so the opening line in this minute minute three is the continuation of tim's introduction of Kit Kat, where he says and still is to me about the most wonderful thing in the world and it sort of establishes that you know whatever happens in the film their relationship isn't damaged so that's nice <laughs> and sweet and this is what 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 have you got on visual at that point
1: uh at that point she comes. that's when she runs out and kisses desmond on the forehead he's just sitting in a bench out behind the house by himself she kisses him and then runs away
0: and i i do love just the entire family dynamic we see with them all especially in this minute 3 as tim moves on to say all in all, it was a pretty good childhood, full of repeated rhythms and patterns. By the time I was 21, we were still having tea on the beach every single day. Skimming mm-hmm. stones and eating sandwiches, summer and winter, no matter what the weather. And every Friday evening, a film, no matter what the weather. And then once a year, the dreaded New Year's Eve party. Yep. And, I mean, it's good. I guess we go back onto like the, the the tea on the beach and all of that. Like, it's just, it's just wonderful, to be honest. It's just sweet, sweet and... Heartwarming and
1: visually, there's a weird thing where uh, it shows all of them by the fire except for Desmond, but he's only sitting like a couple feet off to the side because the next shot we see where he is when he falls over. But for some reason, he's not in the shot before it.
0: Yeah, that's true. I mean, do you think that represents anything about Desmond sort of being out of frame?
1: Yeah, it's it's the... well, it's it's interesting because you get him framed separately in this and then in the we'll get to it in a second. But when they're out watching the film. Kit Kat is the one who's being different than everyone else, so it's like they're the two kind of outsiders.
0: And when we go back to the shot on Desmond, it is him and Kit Kat, so it's almost like so we can
1: see where he is in relation to the previous shot.
0: Yeah, I'm just wondering whether it says anything about him and Kit Kat as well. Yeah. Um, Also noticing, I guess it's a even that moment is a is a montage moment. It doesn't happen straight after the other clip because cups in the other hand. Huh. I don't know how relevant that is and how worthwhile that is as a point, but it's...
1: And this is the second book we've seen the father have, too. We didn't mention before he was reading a John Le Carré book, Mm. and now he has some other book tucked behind his arm.
0: Oh, yes. And obviously that that pays off later on Mm -hmm. when he talks about reading. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's just a wonderful sort of relationship we see with the family. Like, everything is sort of, you know, dream come true, really, exactly. I think how everyone wants their family to be.
1: Yeah nice house doing things together on a regular basis
0: yeah at least as me being someone who is who finds comfort in routine as well that the the idea of this being so regular and the film on the beach as well which yeah it just seems great well they say it's film on the beach but that the wall is their house isn't it because the house is so close to the beach so it's more film outside their house than film on the beach Yep. I hadn't really paid attention to that, and you know, to uh, you—you probably know better what the film is that they're watching than I do.
1: It is High Plains Drifter with Clint
0: Eastwood. Because I recognized it was Clint Eastwood, I didn't realize what film yeah. it was. But yeah, the idea of routine and sort of format with this, I think, is is sort of great because there is that that comfort in the regularity, which I assume was intentional on Richard Curtis's part here. And then we go straight into the New Year's Eve party, which is, like, a massive... Oh, you skipped the umbrellas. Challenge. Oh, the umbrellas, of course, yeah.
1: Umbrellas is good, because it's no matter the weather, and it starts raining.
0: And Kit Kat and hasn't got an they, umbrella.
1: Kit Kat doesn't have an umbrella. She's sitting there barefoot, no umbrella.
0: Well, you she is a nature thing. <laughs> so, uh-huh. even Uncle Desmond's got an umbrella. So uh, Yeah. But I do think that is but a, Kit Kat doesn't a have brilliant one. shot. And actually, the mum's the one with a different umbrella as well. Mm-hmm. Which I think sort of... Matches her, her style and her fashion icon of the Queen, uh, which, which you can kind of see throughout, to be honest. And yeah, I think it's just it's such a massive jump from the regularity to the New Year's Eve party, which is obviously yeah. another deliberate thing here. Well, we've got just Tim walking in the news. And once again, he, well, not once again, but Tim at this point doesn't match the colours of the house as much.
1: No, and it's the same hallway.
0: It is. That's uh-huh. really true. And,
1: but he does so that other one was deliberate. They made him blend in oh. for the opening shot.
0: I do like how some of the characters that we see in this party scene are significant characters for later on. Right. Also, and there's
1: also insignificant oh, ones that you repeat. You see them meet each other at the beginning of the party and then a couple shots later they're the ones kissing and,
0: and Yeah. So. But some of this sort of makes me wonder are they Kit Kat's friends? Because like there are a lot of young people for his mum and dad's party, yeah, and a lot maybe of maybe that's why people... it's dreaded
1: is they invite everyone who lives nearby or something.
0: Yeah. And a lot of young people who Tim doesn't seem to know. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. it just it's just sort of always intrigued me really as to where all these young people are from. But once again, I do kind of love the idea of such a a big party in their house and the family. Kind of reminds me of a much larger scale of my nan's Christmas parties. <laughs> But then we, we see Polly, who could easily have become a major character, but she does just appear in this scene, and when they go back later on. And then, and then one later, yeah. Who is acting kind of weird as she summons Tim over, making yeah. a face.
1: Well, yeah, because he, wa- he waves to the wrong woman,
0: and then she yeah. waves to him. It's
1: It's like a quick reversal where he becomes the one trying to get away.
0: Right, so the transcript says, you're absolutely gorgeous. Who says that? <laughs> is it just the guy at the start? Uh,
1: no, that's what Kit Kat says when she Kit meets Kat Jimmy.
0: Says, oh, that's later on. That's why. Yeah, it's and after it's all just the Polly stuff. That makes more sense. I was just wondering. Uh, what's... Yeah, and I, I like that as well, that we have Kit Kat meeting Jimmy at this. because mm-hmm. It it means nothing at this point, but once again, it pays off later on. And
1: it, There's an interesting thing to the payoff, though, is if you think about it later, jumping ahead. I guess twice. Yeah. He comes back and changes what happens here with him and Polly, right? Yeah. But then later he comes back and changes what happens with Kit Kat and Jimmy, which means he didn't change what happened with Polly. Oh yeah. But then at some point he has to go back again to let Kit Kat and Jimmy meet.
0: In order, and to... I don't know
1: what happened with Polly.
0: Yeah, it's it's weird. Once again, like it has been said, with about time, like you've got some amazing continuity here, but there there are other bits which, when you overthink it, like the whole rules. Well, just... it's
1: later continuity ruins earlier continuity and i'm like yeah but how's polly i worry about her because she's so awkward
0: even the incredible near-end scene with tim and his dad yeah like even that like they acknowledge that it kind of ruins continuity with we will try not to mess anything up but it's also like yeah it's also sort of opens up so that still was a possibility so therefore yeah if he tries not to mess anything up he can still go back and see his dad like it's just a... Yeah,
1: if they spent too long out on that beach at the end, then some thing they did in the original timeline doesn't happen, and then a big butterfly effect outward. Yeah, there's always a chance.
0: I'm sure we'll end up getting back to that at the oh, yeah. end. I'm sure there's a lot to say. And and every said, time he goes back in time. <laughs> it's not necessarily a criticism, because it's not important. It's not a sci-fi film. but <laughs> No, no. But yeah, we, we sort of see Kit Kat meeting Jimmy, and that marks the end of minute three. Yep. Got any final points before we move straight on to minute four?
1: No, just well, that's the first dialogue of the film is Kit Kat talking, which is interesting because she's not the main character. She immediately is. She just met Jimmy. She says he's absolutely gorgeous, and then she touches his face. I'm like, okay, Kit Kat. Yeah, Kit Kat's weird. (laughs) She's also drinking, so hey.
0: (laughs) There's when we move straight on to minute four. There's a lot of dialogue which we don't really need to discuss because it's just random snippets of conversations. But we do have. The countdown to New well,
1: Year. It's which is it's, it's Kit Kat and um, Jimmy. Of course, it is. Like the what am I? The what am I drinking stuff? Yes. Yeah, she sorry, introduces I'll... herself as Katie. Yeah.
0: That that's what confused me because <laughs> I've not got the sound on while I got the video. I'm reading them both separately, and I was like, "Oh, Katie <laughs> must just be a random other person." Now
1: yeah, that she introduces herself as Katie, she does not go and call herself Kit Kat. You know,
0: it. Yeah, it is like so. She she's almost making an effort with Jimmy to mm-hmm. to you know ensure her. Her first impression.
1: Yeah, but then um, the next shot is him saying this is very expensive stuff, and he's given her—he's pouring a drink into her mouth. So it's like mm. foreshadowing their problems later.
0: Oh yes, that's a really good point, actually. Good work on that noticing there. Um, <laughs> and of course, the background music is all the things she said. And I've got the artist saved on my phone. I can't remember who it is. Right, tattoo. Tattoo. That's it.
1: Or T A T U. I don't know.
0: I I don't know. Enough about music other than the soundtrack to know anything else they've done. To be honest, yeah. probably should because they sound like an, an artist that I should know about, but I don't. <laughs> so yeah, we've got them meeting, and then Tim sort of comes or gets barged through by. um Oh, I know his name. And jay J.
1: Although we don't, we don't get to m- don't really know meet him jay, until later. Yeah. We don't know yeah. his name. We don't even know he's a character.
0: I do like the fact, like, it could easily have been a completely irrelevant character at this point. So I like the fact that they have kept these little bits in. And obviously it is important, I guess, that Jay's at the party for later on. I mean, we don't know that that's when she meets Jay necessarily, but, you know, it easily could have been. I'm just trying to see if there's anything interesting that the extras are doing, but not really. Uh, yeah, so he no, that, walks into the they
1: are They are paired up, and the pairs stick around, but uh, it gets consistent, but not that interesting.
0: Yeah, and we sort of move into the New Year's countdown before uh, everyone kisses. Tim looks to almost lean in to kiss Polly before yeah. he shakes her hand. Um, I mean, I think this is... I mean, he, he briefly mutters something, but I mean, he, this he is says almost, sorry. Yeah, this is almost his it's first it's so horrible. This is almost his first dialogue, isn't it? The happy new year as he yeah. shakes happy her hand. Happy new year, sorry. Cuz he he, kn- he knows line... instantly that what he's
1: done. He said oh god when Tim knocked the table over, but you could barely tell it was him. So yeah, this is his first real line, is happy new year, sorry.
0: <laughs> and the look of disappointment on his face right at the end as well. Yeah. Yeah, at
1: least it's he's disappointed yeah. too, not just her. Yeah. I mean, part questions why she goes through several he... levels of
0: disappointment. <laughs> yeah, part questions why he couldn't realize his mistake and then kiss her. But yeah, that's a that's another thing. And obviously, he's not in that train of thought at this point.
1: Now we we barely mentioned the woman that he thought was waving to him earlier.
0: Yes, of but
1: course. she she and the she and the guy that she was actually waving to are in the background kissing at New Year's, so they're together.
0: They're in the foreground for a moment, actually, aren't they? as
1: well oh yeah yeah
0: yeah i do like that and i think it's is, it is almost great that we do move on to we've got kit kat and jimmy we've got that couple and another couple that we can't quite see and it does just mm-hmm. express how everyone else is doing the same thing although um,
1: oddly i don't think jay is i think jay is alone we can see his arm behind one of the couples and he doesn't oh, seem to be next to another person yeah
0: his arm's just up in the air
1: yeah he's by kit kat and jimmy and he's arms, yeah, he's not kissing anyone. Even though he was the one eager to get in there for the countdown.
0: And then we sort of jump cut to him in his pajamas lying in bed. Mm-hmm. Um, once again, another great sort of sudden cut.
1: Yeah, this movie uses those really well. And this is, Cause, you know, it's about time. Yeah.
0: This is like <laughs> one of the just like the second film Richard Curtis directed. Like he hasn't directed many.
1: Uh, yeah, I think second.
0: Love Actually was the first one. Yeah. I think this, and then I think everything else is just like shorts. But then he did say bunch, with this, yeah. yeah, he did say with this that he wanted, that he thought it was his last time directing because he realized it wasn't very fun. <laughs> <laughs> and I like that he's open about that. Like, I think a lot of people yeah. wouldn't be.
1: It's good to know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And he still said he wanted to keep writing, but also he even said like, about time covers like all elements that he's been through in his life. So he said, like, he would have been happy if that was his last film. He said there was a very good chance it could have been. Hmm. But then the next year he wrote Trash. The year after that he wrote SEO yeah. Trot. And then, like, different TV stuff before Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again. And Yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's got, he's written a lot. So he's got five credits for directing. Oh, he directed Boat the Rocked as well. So it's his third film directing. And his, his last film directing. Other than Red Nose Day, actually. Which doesn't really count, I don't think. <laughs> Do you get that did you get that in the in the States? I don't think so. It was just he did one for Love actually a couple of years ago and he did one for four weddings and a funeral last year. And it was just like a short sketch with everyone back and just like a reunion thing basically. As the same characters? Yeah. It was oh, it's basically okay. like reliving it's it's a big nostalgia thing and since it's for charity you don't really expect anything yeah. more. So it's like the card scene in Love Actually when he's holding up all the cards at her door and it's like that, but it's a different thing he's saying or something, and just stuff like that but it's uh. great and incredible and Obviously the main thing is the little boy who's obviously not a little boy anymore Is is there much else to say in this minute? Is the question?
1: No, it's it's a great ending for the minute though because that smash cut to him mm. in bed and the music is just gone it's yeah. like, Party's over didn't end well um,
0: yeah. that is up for episode two uh, minutes three and four of two minutes about time uh, robert where can the listeners find you on social media
1: social media you can look me up as robert eg black or if you want links to any of my shows or whatever go to lemmingdrops.com and
0: they can find me on twitter at llama underscore bottle zero on instagram at the ginger luke and they can find all of my content at lukeallen.co.uk and this show is on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook at Two Min's About Time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and we'll, you'll hear us all if you come back on Friday. The Two Minutes About Time theme is performed by Ethan O'Mahoney and is a cover of the About Time theme originally composed by Nick Laird-Close. Two Minutes About Time is a production of Lemming Drop Studios in association with Bottle O Productions.